1: Welcome, welcome back to Finding Freedom right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. I got a great episode lined up for you today. Got a solo show. It has been quite a while since I have addressed my Finding Freedom audience just one-on-one, talking right to the camera, talking right in the microphone uh, without a guest. So looking forward to it today. The show will be a little bit on the shorter side. Um, this was an unexpected solo. I can't talk solo show. I just did an appearance on someone else's podcast before this, and uh, I guess my voice is uh is giving out on me here. So I will try to pronounce my words uh more succinctly. So let's uh let's sort of dive right into um a couple of the things that I want to talk about today. And I do want to Set things off, kick off this show with just a little bit of absurdity. Um, it's a Monday morning. You know, Maybe you're driving to work. Maybe you're driving home from work. Maybe you're listening to this. Not on Monday. But anyway, um, I'm publishing this on Monday. And you can obviously get every single episode of Finding Freedom every Monday delivered to your phone by subscribing either to the Lions of Liberty Network podcast feed or to the Finding Freedom solo feed. Why you wouldn't do that and still listen to this show, I don't know. So if you're listening to this show, go subscribe. Just do it. Why why haven't you done it? Um, And then after you do that, go give me a five-star rating and leave a nice review. Of course, if you think that this show deserves a five-star rating. If you don't think it deserves a five-star rating, then don't give me a review. Don't even give me a rating. Just uh, keep it to yourself. It's probably the best thing to do. But I wanted to just kind of start the show with, like I said, a little bit of absurdity. If you remember back to the beginning, not the beginning days of COVID, but the beginning days of, let's say, the vacation, Um, the the thing that came out that they gave to people to try, which as they marketed at the time, that this vacation was going to prevent people from getting COVID. You remember at the time, there was lots of videos and Stephen Colbert had a video talking about this vacation. And uh, if you don't know what I mean what I mean by vacation, then I can't help you. Um, and other late night shows, you know, Jimmy Kimmel said something like, well, if people haven't had this vacation, then, you know, they shouldn't get medical care. They can just drop dead in the street, see you later, wheezy, something like that. Well, we have a late night host here, Jimmy Kimmel, who is I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what his writers are doing. I don't know how much meth they're doing uh, in their little writing layer. But they put this little song together for him about the newest COVID variant. And it's the worst thing I've heard in my life. I feel bad that I'm going to play it for you. But I'm going to play it for you because I watched it and I want you to hear it. So let's let's just get to it because this is just so bad. There was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next this latest variant might be
0: the best. It's XBB.1.5
1: Another friend of COVID Okay, that's that's enough. That's enough. We've had we've had enough. Jimmy Kimmel, please for the love of God, what what was that? What in God's name is he thinking? Who, like, I just want to know who is a person who watches this. And thinks, "Wow, this is amazing television. This is captivating. Are, are they or do, are they supposed to laugh at it? Or do they, what? What emotion is supposed to, to 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 be generated from watching that? You're supposed to be excited. Are you supposed to clap along? Is it supposed to be catchy where you're singing it along to yourself as you're riding in the elevator to work? I I just I'm so confused. I have so many questions. I don't know how in the world." That this makes it on television. And I understand that television is really only there to fill time between pharmaceutical commercials. I get that part. But still, there's a lot of different things you can put on television to fill that time before you put this on TV. I I, I just I I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. If you if you understand what he's trying to do here, or maybe there's some hidden meaning or some conspiracy, please. Please, please enlighten me. But I, I don't I don't understand it. Um he does say it at one point. One of the lines is, you know, if you're inside of I, I think I cut cut it off before then, if you're inside a facility, wear a mask or something, people are still doing this. I've seen them. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them too. There's still people wearing masks, and even young people sometimes I'll, I'll run across and in, in the gym, even um wearing a mask. Normally always a young person in the gym wearing a mask, which just blows blows my mind completely. Don't understand it. But uh yes, people are still wearing masks. COVID literally is everyone's had it. Um, you know, we've gone through this this phase where obviously at the beginning of the pandemic, if somebody got COVID, it was like, oh my God, you know, let's let's pray for this person. They have COVID. And most of the time, um, they were okay, but yes, COVID has killed people. I'm not denying that. And yes, it, it was a it's been a rough illness for uh, for a lot of people, but the current strain of COVID is nothing. It's it's most people don't even get any symptoms at all, which was the case with the original strain, um, which that's a whole different discussion. But like when you hear someone has COVID today, what do you think? You think, oh shit, that just ruined like five that just ruined their week. Now they have to stay at their house or something, or they're not supposed to interact with people. That's all COVID is. COVID has become an inconvenience. That's that's all, that's all it's become. COVID has become, oh crap, I have to cancel my plans. That's what COVID is. It is a plans canceler. And why is it a plans canceler? Is COVID any worse than the cold or the flu? I would say no. There's There's some virus going around that I know a lot of people who have had it um, this fall and winter. I did not get it because my immune system is just amazing and uh, just knocks everything out. Um, But I know a lot of people who have had it where it's like two weeks, maybe even longer, of just feeling like dog crap. And it comes in waves. It's like an initial wave, and then you get better, and then a second wave where you get worse again. Um, That's worse than – a lot worse than COVID, a lot worse than – you know most people who, who get the flu but uh you know people they should not be testing for that i'm not saying they should but they're not testing for that and you know people aren't afraid of it it's not it's not a not a plans cancer whatever virus that is which they don't even know because no one's looking into it because all of the uh, attention's going going to covid but you know just one more thing about covid and let's please please move on I, i've talked about it too much We will have, we will be past COVID when we stop testing for it. Like, seriously, just stop testing for COVID. There is no reason to test for COVID. Zero. Unless, I would say, unless maybe a circumstance where you are severely immunocompromised and you, you know, you're isolating yourself. For whatever reason, and uh, you know, maybe for for whatever reason, COVID could make you more sick, and you have those underlying conditions. Maybe you want to test immediately just to know. For whatever reason, but the rest of the world, it's ridiculous that we're still doing any COVID for any testing for COVID. Okay. Moving on. Um, last week, interesting, interesting week in the House of Representatives. Fun week, I would say, uh, for someone like myself, who is a political junkie to a certain extent. I think it was, what, 15 votes uh, to elect the Speaker of the House. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people laughing about it, especially a a lot of libertarians saying, oh, my God, what did they even accomplish doing all these votes? This is an embarrassment. And what I would say to them is... Have you been to a Libertarian Party convention, state convention, national convention? No room to talk about it, about embarrassing. Of course, in the, in the House of Representatives, you had—I um, forget—a senator from Alabama who's going to chair the Armed Services Committee, um, lunging at Matt Gates. You had uh, another senator, another uh, congressman at a different time, screaming at, at Matt Gates. You had senators leaving the room as uh, as gates was giving his uh, his remarks on the floor talking about how the only reason uh, the only reason why kevin uh kevin mccarthy um is uh, you know, going for Speaker of the House, why he is the favorite to win Speaker of the House is because he's the most prolific fundraiser. And what that means is essentially you're you're bought and paid for, that you're bought and paid for by the, the banks, the pharmaceutical companies, the, the defense contractors, and he's able to raise huge sums of money. He's raised the most money and he's bought the votes needed by getting people elected. That's how you win Speaker of the House. That's how Nancy Pelosi wins Speaker of the House. But we're, we're coming in, to a different, uh, a different dynamic, where with social media, um, with people being able to you know broadcast and, and talk to their constituents uh, directly through YouTube or Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever, and able to fundraise not only just with their constituents but nationwide, uh, somebody like a Matt Gates can give a middle finger to the uh, to the McCarthy, um, you know, cabal to the. To the Washington D. C. machine. That's not to say that that Gates is some sort of angel that you know is is a libertarian or um, you know somebody that that I think is an I- ideal politician. Although I do think he's better than better than most. Um, but someone like that can stand independently and with 19 other people can hold up <laughs> electing a Speaker of the House, which I think is good that we can still do that um, at this point in time in the Republic. Um, I do want to play a, a clip from Fox News where essentially Matt Gates is recapping, you know, what happened this past week, why they did it, and what the results were, what they got out of it. And then I'll come back and, and we can talk about it a little bit. But let's get to that, Matt Gates on Fox News. Member of the House Armed Services and Judiciary Committees, Matt Gates, Welcome, Congressman. Great to have you. Good to be with you. So is it worth it all going 15 rounds to elect a speaker? Absolutely.
0: We got concessions that really were being rejected as early as Monday when it comes to being able to read legislation 72 hours before its adoption individual appropriations bills. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what we negotiated ensures that we will never again have a circumstance like this omnibus spending legislation, because bills will have to comport to a single subject. There will be Germanity requirements on amendments. And so it's going to be an open process, a transparent process. I'm thrilled at where the House of Representatives is today.
1: You were quoted as saying the construct of these rules concessions functionally turn the speakership into a ceremonial position. Do you mean that?
0: Well, Speaker McCarthy is our speaker and long live the speaker. I look forward to working closely with him, but he did agree to his great credit. To democratize power to the membership. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes these committees that decide what bills come to the floor, what the spending paradigm is, they're controlled just by people loyal to the speaker. Now, what we have is a real representation of all of the different viewpoints within our conference on the rules committee, on the appropriations committee. We fought hard to get agreements to have conservatives on those committees, to have our
1: let's actually take a, a quick break here. I'm gonna come back and talk about talk about that. Um, for uh, for a few minutes but first let's hear from our sponsor okay welcome back and uh we're talking about kevin mccarthy being elected speaker of the house i just played the clip of uh matt gates being interviewed on fox news at the end of that clip there um they did get into uh you know what w- was something lost by this taking Fifteen rounds, or you know, does this, does this weaken Kevin McCarthy or, or whatever? And uh, probably yes, it does. Of course, it weakens Kevin McCarthy. It makes him look like, look like a fool because he could have done all of this beforehand and had these negotiations um offline. Uh, but he's uh, stubborn and a bad leader and allowed. I'm not going to say allowed. Well, he he did because he could have negotiated with them beforehand, but. I guess he thought he'll be able to to stomp his feet and they'll be able to threaten these individuals and get them to to you know get in line, these 20 people that, that stood out and, and would not vote for him. Um but but obviously it didn't work. So it took it took 15 15 tries and he finally got it um with these concessions, which you know, I think these concessions are good I mean you know obviously it's not like an ideal government in, in any sense of the word but I mean you're not going to convince me that what's come of this is, is puts us in a, in a worse place um, having the ability to read the le- legislation 72 hours before a vote um, that's kind of like a no-brainer most people would think like that's already happening but it's not <laughs> uh, they get these huge you know uh, thousand page uh, thousands of pages. Uh, of these uh, huge uh, pieces of legislation where they have no time to read them and they're voting on them immediately. Um, 72 hours probably is not enough time. I mean, you'd want to ideally have like a week or two weeks to really dig through legislation, find everything in it. But some of the other concessions might might make this more more feasible, the 72-hour limit. But that's, that's good. Like, who's going to say that's bad? That's a good thing. As long as there's not something I'm missing, and there's some way there or, or can weasel around it, which there probably is. There probably is some way the McCarthy will, will weasel around the 72 hour, um, 72 hours he must give before having to vote. Um, individual appropriations bills. That I mean, who's going to argue that's bad? You, you you're not going to be able to to lump together like, uh, you know, a, a cl- some sort of climate change nonsense with, uh, you know, money that goes towards, uh, taking care of veterans who've been injured in combat. So you're not going to be able to like say, Oh, this person hates, uh, quadriplegic veterans, uh, because they won't vote for this bill when in fact, they're just not voting for a giant subsidy that is going towards some, uh, you know, um, solar panel corporation that is not making money and will never make money. Um, so, it's who's going to say that's not good? That's that's fantastic. That's I mean, that's the way government is supposed to work, right? That's the way legislation is supposed to work. You bring forward the bill that you want, it's addressed, it's voted on, it's amended, you vote for it, and uh, and you move on. So, I, I think that's good. And then he's saying you'll never never have a circumstance like you know an ominous omnibus bill again, you have to have single. Topic right, just like you have to have a single single topic, so you can't lump all of this crap together. It's it's good good things. I mean, th- these are not bad things. And you know, he got his. Who knows? You know, like I said, I'm not some sort of you know like big Gates supporter. I don't even know all of his positions. I know that he's ver- pretty good. I was going to say very good, but I shouldn't go that far. I know he's pretty good on uh, on criminal justice reform. He was instrumental um, with the first step act. I've heard him talk about the need for a second and a third step act. And of course I would agree with that. And by second and third step, I mean, it's insane that you still have uh, people in prison for life for marijuana, especially with all of this, uh, these people on their soapboxes talking about Brittany Griner, who is, uh, you know, in prison being detained in Russia for marijuana and people on the left. And even people on the right who are saying that's terrible. It's a barbaric country. Well, we have that right here and you have Joe Biden and, uh, and his administration come out and do essentially just an empty empty gesture, um, where they said no one will be in federal prison for simple possession. Um, well, nobody is. So that didn't free anybody. <laughs> people are in people who were in for possession also had other charges. They also had conspiracy charges. So it, that it, that was just complete crap that they even uh, even brought that forward. And a joke. It didn't didn't set anybody free. It was just just propaganda and a uh, publicity stunt. Um, it's amazing just how quickly I can get from the speakership to talking about criminal justice reform. That's because this show used to be and still is the number one criminal justice podcast. Um, when it was Felling Friday, at least. But I will say I'm. Very, I mean, obviously, I, I podcasted about these topics for for years, four years. So I'm obviously still very passionate about it, and I'm also passionate about, um, just fascinated by a lot of criminal cases out there. And I've I've been following this case in uh, in Idaho in the college town of Moscow closely, of these four college students who were who were murdered, and they just arrested the guy. I forget his name. Initials are B.K. Brian Cope K- Coburger or something like that. Um, but just. really crazy case and it's amazing looking at the evidence they have but the way that they that they tracked him down was they got his dna off of his uh his knife case and he left that at the scene of the crime and uh, apparently someone in his family maybe his parents had given dna given their dna to one of these uh you know, twenty three and Me sites figure out you know your your uh, ancestry and all that stuff, and they were able to um, link you know find Brian based on that DNA evidence based on having family in the uh, in the database, and that can happen to anybody. Uh, the FBI they can use any of those databases, so keep that in mind before you go out and uh, you know commit a crime. Of course, don't go commit a crime. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's interesting. That's that's still an interesting um, sort of like, I guess, a Fourth Amendment issue. I I don't know. Um, But there's a previous guest that I've had on this show before who I'm going to have back on who has been very – he was very instrumental in starting to use DNA for the Innocence Project in, uh, in setting people free where DNA evidence was an aspect of the case. So um, his, his name is uh, Greg uh, hampakin I believe this Is I believe I'm saying that right. But I'm going to be having him back on, probably interviewing him this week. So that's going to be awesome. I got some some great guests lined up. I, I did have the reason I'm doing the solo show, like I said, I had a guest fall through. But that guest is going to be amazing talking about um, the vacation um, and its effect on certain things, especially um, autoimmune diseases and and cancer. So we'll be talking about that. But to bring everything, um, I guess, I guess, full circle. So um, I, I was talking about really that the, the case in Idaho and the DNA evidence, and just how people get s- so interested in in stories like that because it's I, I'm not I'm not sure what like draws draws people in to certain stories. Uh, maybe they can see themselves in that situation. Um, but very very sad situation, of course, with uh, you know four young people losing their lives. But I just think we're going to figure out. Um, there's there's more to that story. I mean, there has to be there has to be more to that story. I would be shocked if it's just a completely random random act. But maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong. Um, I don't want to speculate too much. Um, when you speculate too much, that's when you get in trouble, which which I've done in the past, and which a lot of people kind of fell into the early speculation trap myself included a little bit, um, with the DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin situation, which was last Monday night on Monday night football, where, um, DeMar Hamlin collapsed after making a tackle Buffalo Bills playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Hamlin makes a tackle on a Bengals wide receiver, um, Takes a just a it was regular tackle. I'm sure, took 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 a hit on it, but you're you're gonna you're gonna take a hit or slash give a hit when you make a tackle. That's that's football. Um, stands up and just falls right over. And I, I was I was watching it live when it happened, and it, it didn't take me long to realize that something was was very not good. Um, just by seeing the players' reactions and, and the tone in the announcers' voices. Um, so I actually turned it off because. I, I just, it, it seemed, it seemed so, so terrible. And I was checking for updates on Twitter and I saw the game was canceled. I'm like, well, that's, that's not good. Um, and then, you know, I, I should have just left it at that and, and not, not gone on Twitter, but of course I did made my way to, uh, to Twitter. And of course people, um, people are immediately giving their opinions on it. Of course, um, saying it. Uh, you know, it could be caused by a vacation. Um, but there was another, a, another, um, cause that came up and, uh, com, ca- Commodio cordis. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. I've never heard it said. I've only seen it, seen it typed in tweets and articles and whatnot. Um, and that was, that was like the thing that people said right away. And it's still basically what a lot of people who have exonerated, uh, any any chance that uh, that the uh, the vacation um, has caused this? They're the, the really putting this forward as being this, the cause. This uh, commodio cordis, and what commodio cordis is, um, and I'm not a doctor, obviously, but in simple terms, it is blunt force to the chest that happens at a certain time in the heart's rhythm where it makes the heart stop beating. And typically, when it happens, when I say typically, I mean every single time, mostly, um, with rare exception, it's normally with like a baseball um, in a a young kid, uh, a teenager or younger. Uh, Very, extremely rare for it to happen to someone Damar Hamlin's age. I believe he's 24 um and i don't know if it's ever happened in football before maybe it has happened it has not happened in the in the nfl probably has happened in football somewhere but i don't think it's happened at his age in that range so extremely rare and you know i i didn't know all the details about what it was and i thought yeah it's, it's it seems okay cuz it was so odd because after he got hit he stood right up and then he went then he went down um so I thought, well, maybe it is that. And I, I decided at that point after, after tweeting out something and responding to a couple of tweets, cause I did see one doctor who I do trust on Twitter, doc anarchy going on talking about this being the, the likely this being the case, this Commodio Cordis. Um, I obviously I don't give a crap what the rest of the other establishment um, progressive doctors are saying. <laughs> I, I was not getting information from them. Um, but I, I do, I do trust, uh, you know, Doc Anarchy's opinion. He's been very good on, on many things and I've been following following him for a long time. Highly recommend following him. Um, but he was going down this, this path. And I decided at that point, you know, I'm going to give this 48 hours. I have no idea what's going on here. I'm just going to take a step back. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm going to pray for Damar Hamlin. I'm going to pray for all the people involved and, uh, there's no value that I can add to the situation at this time. And I wish a lot more people did that, but people, you know, don't do that. Everyone has to insert their opinion, insert their opinion. And that's what happened, you know, for the next couple of days on Twitter. And of course, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Hamlin made a tremendous, remarkable recovery. I believe as, as time of recording, I believe he's still in ICU, but he's a hundred percent, he's, you know, Neurologically functional. He's um, he's talking. He's writing. He's been tweeting. You know, during Sunday's games today, thanking people, talking about future plans. I saw him post a, a charity deal for a T-shirt that he has that's going to go to um, support the uh, the hospital um, where he is right now and the healthcare workers there, which which is cool. Um, and it was honestly, it was very cool to see something good in this world. I, I feel like. It's been so long since like something transcended politics. I think I think this did get above politics to a degree. When I say, of course, there was a discussion about the cause, and that's going to remain. I don't think we'll ever really know what happened there. But his health and well-being transcended politics. Everybody was on the same page um, that we wanted, you know, healing for Demar Hamlin um, and prayers for Demar Hamlin. I mean, I saw um Dan Orlovsky, former NFL player on ESPN in prayer on ESPN. As a Christian, amazing to see. Love to see it. Before Sunday's games this week, many teams prayed on the field together. Phenomenal to see. Um, so I think we needed a win just as people, and to be able to see this kind of turn out um in a good way is I, I think I think people need that. We need good stories. Uh, Elon Musk talked about this a little while ago, um, a little while ago being maybe a year, 18 months ago, uh, when there's just there's just so much negativity about this COVID variant, that COVID variant, um, wh- what's going to happen here? How bad is it? How many people are going to die? Uh, wh- what are we going to do? How, how, uh, how many people can we get the vacations to? And just kind of going back to, to tie it into the, the Jimmy Fallon thing. There's so much, like even in the jokes and the comedy, it's fear. It's be afraid. And, you know, we need good. We need good stories. We need people winning. We need people innovating. We need people creating. We need people just on a personal level becoming better the next day, improving, progressing. I mean, and not to be corny about it, but... You know this, and I'm not even trying to tie everything so neatly, neatly together here in this podcast, just kind of flowing this way stream of consciousness. But I mean, this kind of goes right into like New Year's resolutions, right? Um, you know, I know the past couple years for a lot of people have not been the best, I know this past year has not been the best for a lot of people, especially with crippling inflation that we're, uh, that we're seeing, but. I think when it comes to turning the page, making a decision that instead of being reactive, you're going to be proactive. Um, It's not just as simple as a new year's resolution. It's not just as simple as um, I want to accomplish this in 2023, or I want to be this person in 2023. or I want this promotion, or I want my business to do this in 2023. Um, It has to be something tangible and it has to be something that you can look at and you can kind of um you know envision something good and you know when when i say that i'm talking about setting goals when you're when you're setting this vision for yourself or your family or your community or your church or whatever or your business or your career it has to be something concrete. And I struggle with this too. There's certain areas in my life where when I'm, you know, trying to set a goal, I can make it very concrete. And this is a corny example, um, but I'm going to give it because I think it's something that has really benefited me for my health. For example, I I don't know, this is probably 10 years ago when I decided this. And this is a this is a funny story, but but I'll tell it. I don't remember the exact circumstances. I remember I saw a commercial on TV. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning used to be like 50% of commercials. If you were watching the sporting event, would be would be Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning had this commercial where he talked about, um, part of it was he said, and you know what? Once you get to a certain age, you just got to realize you're going to sit on the couch. You're not going to have a six pack. Just give up. It was I, 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 I don't remember the product. All I remember was Peyton Manning telling me I'm not going to have a six pack and to give up. And that, that stuck with me. I mean, this was years ago and I didn't make a change. It wasn't like I made a change like the next day or anything. This kind of like, it's, it's weird, but kind of like under the surface, I've just like carried this with me. And I've said, when I turn 40, I want to have a six pack. And I think when you have a goal, be it a health goal or anything, you have to have something visual that you're, that you're focused on. And I'm 39 years old right now. I turned 40 in May. I don't have a six pack right now, but it informs my decision-making. I can look down and see if I have a six pack or not and know, you know, if I'm going to have that dessert that night or know if I'm going to go to the gym that day. So the first part is a visual goal. And the second part is actually having a system to achieve that goal. If you don't have a system to achieve that goal, that is repeatable and something that you enjoy, something that you either enjoy doing it from, you know, a competitive way, you know, maybe it's playing tennis, playing basketball, CrossFit, whatever, whatever you're into, um, for, for me and my wife, it's four or five days a week. We go to the gym together. Um, our daughter gets on the school bus, we go to the gym, um, I'm lucky that you know we both work from home, and uh, we're both able to make that work. At least, at least at this point in our lives, which is which is awesome. And, and we love that time. We love that time together, and we love we're able to uh, you know go go lift and work out. Sometimes go for a run. Um, but you, you so you have to have that system, and you also have to have an accountability partner or group of people or community. You know, I've heard, um, I used to listen to Tim Ferriss all the time. I don't as much anymore, Um, but he still has a good podcast. He has a a huge podcast. I like to say I listened to Tim Ferriss before he was like, you know, millions of listeners. Um, But Tim Ferriss talks about, you know, if you set a goal that you want to lose weight in the new year, what you need to do is post on social media Um, this is where I am right now. This is where I want to be in such and such time. Please hold me accountable. If you don't want to post on social media, don't do it. Um, send a text message out to five friends, say, this is what I'm going to do. Hold me accountable. Um, if I don't do it, make fun of me. You know, I mean, seriously, like invest in it, make, make it painful. Um, put something on the other side that if you don't do it, there's a consequence, which is tough to do. It's uh, it's tough to do for everything. And like I said, I, I I'm still, you know, people ask me what's your New Year's resolution. Um, I'm still, I'm still honestly still working through and structuring my goals, systems, and how I'm going to hold myself accountable. Because there is a lot, a lot I want to do in 2023, and a lot I'm focused on um to make myself better, um, and hopefully to to serve my community in a uh, in a better way. And we need that. We need people who want to get better. You know, we need people who are looking to innovate. I mean, you know, there's there's so many gifted people in the liberty community, in the freedom community, that you know, I think unfortunately gets so bogged down in politics, gets so bogged down in what I talked about the the beginning part of this show. Um, the Matt Gates and the uh, the Kevin McCarthy winning speakership. And that stuff is entertaining um, to get, and I, I fall into this trap too. You get bogged down by what Joe Biden tweets out saying, you should be grateful that you're saving money at the gas pump compared to July. You have to just be able to just laugh at that and focus on what you want for yourself. Because honestly, wherever this economy is going, Whatever the inflation rate goes to, whatever the housing market does, whatever the commercial real estate market does. And I think it's going to be very ugly. I could be wrong. It matters, but it doesn't matter, honestly. Because we're operating on a playing field where everybody is going to be suffering the consequences, going to be, going to be experiencing the effects of those changes to the economy. So put yourself in a position where you're able to, you know, maybe there will be an opportunity or in a position really where you're able to choose the pain that you want to experience rather than have the pain choose you, if you know what I mean. Um, And of course, ways to do that, having the pain choose you is being in a position where you have one source of income and you lose your job, the pain is choosing you. Choosing the pain is, instead of watching Netflix for three, four hours, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and six hours each on Saturday and Sunday, is starting that business that you've been putting off. Is learning a skill that you've been putting off. I mean, th- there's so much out there right now. I mean, there's a whole new marketplace opening up with AI. It's terrifying what AI is capable of, but people are going to make a lot of money. Off of artificial intelligence. Why not you? So I would just encourage, encourage my listeners, encourage anybody who's listening to this. And you know, this I, I didn't even know this podcast was going to go in this direction. This this just kind of happened. Did not plan it. But I mean, let's stop being reactive and let's let's be proactive. You know, let's let's make changes to the world and not be changed by the world. That's what I'm going to try to do in 2023, and I hope many of you make the decision to uh, to come along with me. I did not have really anything else, you know, on a uh, on my list here to talk about today. Um, I just really do want to take a minute and thank everybody for listening to this show. As I talked about last week, uh, Brian and I are starting to invest in the show. We're going to be advertising on several different podcasts of varying sizes, some with very large audiences. So we're going to be bringing more eyes to the Lions of Liberty, and we are extremely, extremely excited about that. Um, We've known for a long time that in order to get the podcast where it needs to be, we need to be investing um, in the podcast. And of course, you can support us and you can come join us and be a part of it by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. You can do that by going to Patreon.com slash of liberty or linesofliberty.locals.com. Of course, we have our bonus content, degenerate gamblers, this time of year, every Friday. Um, we have secrets, lies, and cover cover-ups, our conspiracy show. Another one will be coming up, released here soon, I would think, which in within the next two weeks. Um, and then Brian's um, mostly daily show. Good morning, Bleephead. You can check that out. It's just five minutes real quick talking about the news of the day. And also we have you know a bunch of deals. You can get deals in our merchandise in our store, which you can see at liberty.store. I will say this. Um, we had been offering our news links for our $15 and up members. That is going to be phased out. Our, uh, our news link curator is retiring. And, you know, I I don't you know I, I I feel bad because he's you know not going to be doing it anymore, but I've been so grateful that he's done it for so long. And if you have been a subscriber of our news links and seen the amount of information the news links that are delivered to you, you understand the value. It is insane, and it stinks that it's going away. We're not going to have it anymore. Brian and I um, will figure out some ways to add some new um, some new perks to replace that with. So stay tuned for that. And you know what? You can even influence, um, maybe what those are. If you join at our Mufasa level or up, you can, uh, jump on our monthly call and give us ideas. You know, we have that call every single month. I think it's the third Monday of every month. We have a one hour long zoom call with our Mufasa level and up pride members. So, it's good stuff. I'm excited for this year. I hope you are too. Hope everyone has a great week this week. Get out there, um, have some fun, stay safe, and always remember to keep your head up. And the fires of liberty burning.